You're listening to the Colon Cancer Podcast. We're coming to you live from the Live Your Best Life Colon Cancer Alliance Symposium from the Sheridan Mesa Hotel in Mesa, Arizona. Here's the host of the podcast, Lee Silverstein. So I am here with Dr. Jeffrey Meyerhart. He is the Clinical Director, Gastrointestinal Cancer Center, Associate Professor of Medicine, Harvard Medical School, and Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Dr. Meyerhart, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us today. Thanks for having me. So there was a lot of conversation. Dr. Liu talked about, kind of got into your area, talking about all that's uh, happening and it seems like it's happening very quickly uh, in relation to personalized and precision medicine. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what's happened recently and what's coming down the pipe. Sure. No, it's it's a it's a very exciting time. I mean, I think everyone's known for years and years that not two people's colon cancer behave the same, and there has to be a reason for that. And certainly some of that is that they don't develop the same. They have different changes that occur in the cells and different changes that occur in the DNA. And the question is how to capitalize that. And there's still a lot of work to be done, but we're learning at least some subsets of colorectal cancer where either certain treatments don't work as well, and then it wouldn't be the right thing to give a patient because they would have toxicities and not necessarily a benefit. And then some subsets that may help define particular treatments that they may have a benefit from. We still have a long way to go because there's a lot of subsets that we just can't, don't have quite yet the treatment for. But it, the, the positive news is also that it's much easier to sequence people's tumors, to look at particular genes that we think may be helpful, as well as uh, uh, fully sequence the tumor uh, to really try to explore other things that we may not know yet or other genes that are called actionable that may help uh, define particular treatments for patients. I see. Now, what are some of the things that patients should should know or should be asking of their oncologist in order to go down this road, so to speak? Yeah. So, I mean, what we know definitively, the most defined... uh, uh, analysis that needs to be done for patients is looking at RAS, which is a particular uh, oncogene uh, for patients because a particular therapy, the EGFR inhibitors, cetuximab and panitumab, are actually not beneficial if you have a mutation of those of that of any of those RAS genes. Um, there's also uh, data for uh, some other genes called BRAF, some data for uh, HER2 overexpression, and then this this concept of microcell instability. Those are kind of the things that definitively should be tested. But really, for most patients, at least something called next-generation sequencing, which is a panel of genes, some of which have been shown to be actionable, where a particular therapy may be helpful in other cancer types, and there's just not enough data yet in colon cancer. But it helps create the opportunity to either enroll in a clinical trial, trying to look at other tumors for those particular uh, drugs, or or potential for off-label use if it makes sense for a particular patient where they are in their treatment. I see. And uh, are these uh, sequencing tests something that if the oncologist doesn't bring up, this is something, would you encourage the the patient to? Yeah, I think most patients, or really almost all patients, particularly with later stage disease, we don't know how to integrate this yet in patients who have early stage disease. But for people who have advanced disease, at least next generation sequencing, and there are certain commercial companies that have this as available, and there's increasingly a lot of academic centers that do their own uh, panel of tests, all of which have similar panel of, 
of these axonal genes that keep growing. So, you know, where we started the Dana-Farber with just a few hundred genes is something up to like 500 or something. Now, mutations are genes that uh, are looked at. I see. Now, if a, and we've heard a lot of patients that are here at the, uh, at the, at the symposium talk about having multiple recurrences. Is it when, when someone has a recurrence and it, is it possible that these mutations, are they always the same? Yeah, so it's, it's a great question. And so I, there's actually a lot to that. One is, does the primary tumor where it started in the colon rectal, is that the same as, for example, the liver metastases? And in some case, yes, and in some case, no. And then the other sort of really tough uh, uh, dilemma that's still trying to be sorted out is is if you have multiple liver metastases, they may not be the same, or within the same metastases, there may be some heterogeneity. And so, you know, some of it is trying to figure out, well, if there is a particular mutation, is that what the dominant growing cell is? And then trying to target that may really help with controlling the disease. Um, but, you know, it's also it's a little hard to know that how many things you need to biopsy to really have a good assessment of what's uh, dominating the patient's disease at the time. I see. Where do you envision, I won't hold you to this, but where do you envision this to look like five years from now? Yeah. So I think five years from now, we're still going to be in a point where we're going to hopefully have more potential drugs that can target particular uh, uh, gene changes, uh, whether they be mutations or amplifications. And so I'm, I'm hoping there's more opportunities for particular things. Though, I, again, I think there's going to be, because of the heterogeneity of this, there's going to be uh, some patients where there's not particular targets. And the other issue is that we're increasing learn, learning is that most of the time, not a single agent will be able to target these pathways. These pathways get duplicative, where if something's wrong with one, something else starts taking over, and how to combine those. And I think that will help understand that a little better as, as, as uh, in the next several years. A, a good example of that is patients who have a BRAF-mutated colorectal cancer. Lands up just targeting that alone uh, with a BRAF inhibitor has not been helpful in colorectal cancer. It is in melanoma, but not in colorectal cancer. But, but there was, because of some preclinical work and now some clinical work, trying to combine that with some other agents has actually helped uh, control disease in some patients with BRAF-mutated tumors. I see. Well, I appreciate you coming by for a few minutes. I look forward to your full presentation a little bit later on. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you so much.